0: You are now listening to an awesome sermon from the Saint Louis Dream Center. Grab a pen and some paper; you're in for a treat. Go with me to the Book of Exodus, fourteen 14th chapter. We're going to talk about the Israelites that God gave a promise to. They was in. Egypt, and the definition of Egypt means bondage, means black boundaries. There are some boundaries that you've been holding to, but God said, I want to break those boundaries in your life. And, 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 and this is what needs to take place as we're traveling. We've got to be mindful to thank God, even for difficulties, because even through difficulties, He has a plan. Even in your difficulties, he's still God. Look at your neighbor and say, he's still God. Still God. That's right, he's still God. He, he loves you. Man, he wants the best for you. And if, if you knew how much he loves you and just what he has planned for you, it would change your attitude. So I'm preaching get revelation. So we're traveling out of Egypt to promise to Moses to deliver. I'm going I'm to take my people and I'm sending them to the promised land. But how many know before the promise manifests, sometimes there's a wilderness you have to go through. A place of testing your character. Because sometimes you don't know what's in your heart until you're squeezed. If you cut cut open a lemon, it squeezes you get lemon juice. That's what you get. Exodus 14, 11 through 16. (laughs) Israelites backed up to the Red Red Sea and God done miraculous works while they were yet in Egypt and they said unto Moses because thou hast no graze in Egypt thou hast taken us away to die in the wilderness wherefore thou hast dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt is not this the word that we did tell you in Egypt saying let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. I want to prophesy to you, wherever you're at right now, you could be in that wilderness season. You will not die. God will revive you. Because I know life, it can be overwhelming at times. God will see you through. But you got to be saying something for him to visit that situation. He only responds to faith. And they said they were saying. So the question is, what are you saying in your desert? In your crisis, in your dilemma, in trouble? However you want to label it. What are you saying? God responds to his word. He responds to faith. He responds to a people that put their trust in him. No matter what they're going through. And I found out sometimes going through the wilderness, we, we talk even more because we're looking for answers. We're looking for a way out. We're looking for somebody to prophesy to us. We're looking, sometimes we run the church to church and we're looking for that word. But all you have to do is turn your heart fully to God. He'll speak to you. I'm going to drop down to verse 14. Because as they was at, at the death and they was fearful and they was wondering, God, why would you bring us out here to leave us? God has not brought you this far to leave you. He's brought you this far because he loves you. And he will continue to take you forward. The Lord shall fight for you. You don't have to fight your battles with your wife, with your husband, on your job, with your kids. God will fight for you. But this is it. This is what he's saying you need to do. Hold your peace. Look at your neighbor and say, hold your, hold your peace. That's right. Hold your peace. In other words, <sighs> <sighs> this is what my mom used to do. When me and my brother, we would talk a lot. <clears throat> she would say, shh. <sighs> She wouldn't have to say a word. She'd just say, shhh. And we knew what that meant. Look at your neighbor and say, shh. That's right. See, you you have to be still enough to hear what God is saying. Because in the stillness, he will speak to you. When there's noise and confusion and all the the people speaking into that, you'll get confused and you'll get discouraged. Because we want a way out of this situation. And the only way out is to go through it. So you got to go through it. That's right. There's some things that we didn't ask for that we have to go through. Life happens. Is that right? Life happens. And in the midst of that, we got to go through. Through means moving to a destination. Are you going somewhere? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going somewhere. Look at him again and say, is it where God wants you to go? That's right, it's very important to go where God wants you to go. Because in the body of Christ, we're moving, we're busy, we're looking, purpose, destination. I believe all that is true. But I also believe you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Very important in these times. There have been seducing spirits and deceiving spirits has been set out to even deceive the very elect, if possible. Very important for you to know your word. Salvation means the act of saving or protecting from harm or loss. It means redemption and deliverance. Let's talk a little bit about the wilderness. Put that up there for me on the screen. The wilderness, the desert. Wilderness, an undisturbed place that has not been controlled or developed by man. Desert, a barren or desolate area. It's a dry region with little or no rainfall. And you say, boy, that sounds like where I'm at. But even in the desert, even in your crisis, there's a decision you can make. Look at this, some of the experiences that you can experience in the wilderness, in the desert. The wilderness in the desert can be a place of growth, a place of purging, preparation and discipline, a place drawing closer to God. Because you're all by yourself. And it's okay to be alone. It can be a place where your flesh can dominate or dictate your decisions and your actions. What you decide will determine what you would do. It's connected to your destiny. Say, I will make good decisions... Say this, I will make good decisions in my crisis. No, say this, I will make God decisions, that's better. God decisions, that's right. Get the heart and mind of God, wherever you're going through. If If it's something you're going through in your marriage, get the heart and mind of God. Through your finances on your job, co-worker, get the heart and mind of God. Say, God, what are you speaking to me? Because, come on, we, we all know it's about the other person, ain't it? <laughs> we put it on another person. God, deal with their heart. Or we ask them, God, move them. God ain't going to move them. He wants you to grow up in that situation. He wants you to grow up and mature in the midst of your crisis. Because Sunday mornings are great, I'm telling you. Pastor Jay, she do what she do. She ushers in the press. She does it very well, too. Tuesday, praise and worship. But I'm telling you, I cannot wait to Sunday or Tuesday. It has to be an everyday thing for me. That I go before God and the music is down in my spirit. And when the heaviness comes in and when the the challenges of life come in, I have a song in my heart. And I can stand all by myself and sing, My hallelujah belongs to you. And then I look back over my life and see where he brought me from. Then I can say, you deserve it. You deserve it. And it keeps me in the right place when I'm going through. Because when you're going through a situation, there's something that you got to hold on to. There's something that you'll gravitate to. And if you're not growing up and maturing this thing, you'll gravitate to carnality. And it's the quick way, the easy way, the way out. I'm going to tell you, your blessing is not just the way out, it's the way through. You grow up. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Exodus 15. <clears throat> Then Moses and the Israelites sung this song to God, giving voice. I'm singing my heart out to God. What a victory. They just witnessed. They just witnessed. The Egyptians being swallowed up in the sea. They saw with their eyes. It was a testimony of God's goodness. How many have seen the testimony of God's goodness? Everybody should have their hands raised up in here. Whether you, whether you know it or not, he has been good to you. If you're sitting in here, he's been good to you. You may have limped in. You may have somebody rode you. I don't care he's been good to you. If you're here this morning, if he brought you this far in 2017, he's been good to you. God is my strength. God is my son. And yes, God is my salvation. This is the kind of God I have and I'm aiming telling the world. What happens when you don't tell and release the things of God? You get consumed with self. You get self-focused. You get self-centered. It's all about me. There's something about when you release a testimony and the power of God and His goodness and how He blessed you it does something for the person you're talking to, and it does something for you also. It brings into mind of his faithfulness, even when you wasn't faithful. It says, this is the God of my father. I'm spreading the good news far and wide. God is the fighter. Pursue God through and through. Same, same chapter, Exodus 15. Let's look at them going through the wilderness now. The song has stopped. The singing stopped. Nobody's witnessing, nobody's testifying about the goodness of the Lord. Traveling through the wilderness, Exodus 15 and 22. Moses led Israel from the Red Sea. God wants to lead you from something. You can't just stay at the Red Sea. He wants to lead you from something to something. See, he led them from the Red Sea on to the wilderness. You got to move from something to something. The wilderness of share, that means to hold in or to enclose. They traveled three days through the wilderness without finding any water. They got to Morai, but they could not drink the water at Morai. It was bitter. That was what, that's why it was called Moriah, bitter. And the people complained to Moses. Moses, what are we supposed to drink? Ain't no Kool-Aid, ain't no lemonade, ain't no Gatorade. They just wanted something pleasant to drink. She laughing like that. Even on a hot day, Kool-Aid is good. Great. But we see a people that was once rejoicing and talking about how good God is. And they're going to tell the world. They're going to spread the word. Now in the same chapter. You see the manifestation was really in their heart. I'm telling you in the desert, the real you will come out. (laughs) The real you. And it's okay when those things come out. If you see it, don't make excuses. Just say, God, forgive me. I didn't even see that. I didn't even know that was in there. Because the desert brings pressure. It brings heat. And also looking at the desert, it brings out the the scorpions and the ticks and the mites. Bring all those things out. It's a very uncomfortable place. But even in the desert, you can trust God. Say, I'll trust you. Three words you need to learn in your vocabulary. I'll trust you. That's right. When you face that difficult time this, this week, some of you may be before the end of the day. I'll trust you. Let's practice it. Say, I'll I'll trust trust you. you. Say it again. I'll I'll trust trust you. you. Say it like you mean it. I'll I'll trust trust you. you. That's right. You got to get it from here to here. Because it sounds good. But do you really believe that you can trust God? They complained the water was bitter. Not only the water was bitter, they become bitter bitter. Determine going through your situation. Don't get bitter. Get better. Say, I'll get better. Say, Lord, help me in the desert. That's right. He can help you. He he can and will reveal himself to you in the most difficult times. But you got to be looking for him. You got to be looking. God, I know you're going to show up. I don't understand this. I know you're going to show up in this and you stand on it. And you keep saying it. And you put it before me. God, my finances are short but you're going to show up. I've been tithing faithfully. You're going to show up. God, I've been praying for my husband. I'll back up. I won't try to control this thing. Because see, in the desert, in the wilderness, you can't control that. You can't control it. You got to go through it. Ask my wife. 37 years. She said, mm-hmm. We first got married, wasn't saved, wasn't, wasn't say I knew how to carry a Bible. I knew how to say praise the Lord. I know how to lift the part because the church taught me. Showed me what to do. Showed me what to say. The religious church showed me. Say the right things. Do the right things. Wasn't long. Grabbed her. She's heading back to Tuscaloosa. I was like, you ain't going nowhere, sweetie. I'm going to marry you. We got married in six months. Six months. Young people, I wouldn't advise to do that. <laughs> Tell me right now. Don't do it. Wait. Get somebody involved. I don't even think we had premarital counseling. And here I am doing premarital counseling. Didn't have it only thing we was really looking for it. we was led by our flesh I was just saying through, through your crisis you can be led by your flesh and you can be so deceived you can think it's God that's the thing if you don't know the word you can, you can be deceived and think it's God well God if it's you you know give me a sign then I, after a while you see a pigeon fly across that was God no it wasn't God it was just a pigeon flying across See, because we get we get real deep when we go through stuff. We get very religious. We get very deep, like we got it all together, instead of crying out, God, I need you. God help. That was just a pigeon, that's all. So if you go out today and you see a pigeon, it's not a sign. I'm telling you, don't get deceived. And see, you would chase things like that when you don't know the word of God. Because it's time for us to know the word of God and know that he's still faithful in the crisis. He's still faithful. What happened? What happened to the Israelites as they was traveling? And the testimony, then the songs began to to sound sour. Become to get bitter. Psalm 78, 42. It says they fail to be mindful of his great strength. Aware, thoughtful means to be mindful. It says they forgot. In other words, they disregarded and they slighted the hand of God. In other words, the past testimonies were not important anymore. And we thank God. We're looking for the next testimony, the next big breakthrough. But I'm telling you what. Man, when you look back and you know God brought you this far and you know what you've been through and you know people say you wouldn't make it and you know you're almost in that place to lose your mind or lose your house. Man, you can look back and say, God, I thank you. I remember 1989. I was going through a tough time. Baby in Christ. And God gave me one song, and I know this is old school. I'm telling you, through your crisis, don't look for the big explosion. It can be one simple song that God can give, you. and you can ride that thing all the way through. Wave of the Holy Spirit, I'm riding this through, and He'll bring you through. How many uh, heard of the O'Neill twins? That's man, that goes way back. This is the song that I was singing in 1989. We got married in 80. Man, my wife, she was sick. We got evicted. Got evicted out of our apartment. We know what it is to have the water off and the lights off. We know what it is to see God move. But I turned on the radio one day and heard old Neil Twin singing. I can't Let a day go by without praising your name. I can't forget from which I came. I can't let a day go by without counting the cost. I can't let a day go by without praising your name. And in that, in my dilemma, in my situation, didn't understand it all, baby Christians say, God, I don't understand everything, but I'm not going to let a day go by finding something to thank you for. Something to be grateful for. Now, I see all the bad stuff that's happening around me. I see all that, but I take time to refocus my lens, and see your faithfulness and your goodness and your love and your mercy. And even when I wasn't doing the right things, you still made a way for me. And I began to sing that song and it stayed with me. We got to be mindful to thank him for the things that he has done. Say this, say through the tough times because they all come. Nobody's exempt. Nobody gets a pastor and say, oh, I'm a Christian now. This is a bed of roses. And I'm telling you right now, you have challenges. That's right. You have them out there. And sometimes you have them with church folks. Was it okay to say that? But you know what? Still walk in love. Still walk in love. That's okay. Still walk in love. Don't forget See, I won't forget. Look at this. Look at Psalms 105, 1 through 6. Going back to remembering the things of God. I said, thank God. Pray to him by name. Tell everyone you meet what he has done. Have you been talking about his goodness? Have you been telling somebody about his faithfulness? The world needs to hear this at your difficult time. When I was going through, working at Affolder, I had people watching me. I had an atheist I worked with. He said, man, you about, what's going on? You still? I said, man, I don't have nothing to hold on to but God. And that young man, he went out. I don't know if he gave his life to the Lord. He went out, he bought a Bible and said, I'm going to church and you never know, going through your crisis, who that's ministering to. When you're going through your darkest hour, you don't know who life you might be touching that's looking right at you. That's right. Live in the your your life is like an open book. It says, sing him songs, belt out hymns, translate his wonders into music. Then we go back talking about Honor. Astrology, honor his holy name with hallelujahs. You who seek God in the midst of your desert, your crisis, you got to seek God. Sometimes we seek answers more than we seek God. In the midst of your crisis, it's okay to seek, okay, I need, you know, a way out. This, this, listen the main thing in your crisis is God, I'm seeking you. And then through this, Father, through this dilemma, draw me closer to you. Draw me closer to you. God, I know in my own strength, I don't understand it, I'll weaken and I'll fade back. But Holy Spirit, draw me closer to the Father and he'll strengthen you. It says, remember the world, Of wonders he has made. His miracles and the verdicts he's rendered. O seed of Abraham. His servant. O child of Jacob. His chosen. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. And I think I'll finish with this. Psalms 100. 105. The message. Psalms 101 through 5. It says on your feet now. It says applaud God. Give God a praise. That's right. Give him a praise. We got to make practice of this. Give him a praise. That's kind of weak. That's kind of weak. I said give God a praise for his faithfulness and his goodness and his mercy. Give God a praise. Bring a gift of laughter. It says sing yourselves into his presence. It says know this. God is God and God is. God. He's trying to get a message that I'm God. He made us. We didn't make ourselves. You can't make your own decisions about life. If you love God, let him make the decisions for you. We're his people. His well-tended sheep. Say he takes good care of me. Make it personal. He takes good care of me. That's right. Enter with the password. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There are times when my wife, she, she'd get around the house, she'd be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I believe she's thanking God for the things in the past, the now, and even the present. Thank you. That's a password into his presence. If you want to go before God with a spirit of humility, first go and say, God, I thank you. But most of the time we go and we say, Okay, Lord, you are Alpha and Omega. And we, and we got our list. Now, now, God, I'm, I'm, I'm working on this young man. I want you to touch his heart. And God, you know I need a better paying job. And he said, no, you don't. All you need to do is tithe and take care of the money that I've given you. That's a word there for somebody because we're always searching. That's a word for somebody. You don't need more money. You just need to manage what you got. And on top of that, you need to tithe. So don't be at the end of it. Say, I've done it my Don't be singing that song. I've done it my way. Because your way, you won't get far. God will still bless you, but that's his nature. Make yourselves at home, talk in praise. Thank him. Worship him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal, always and forever. He's loyal to us. Hope you enjoyed that message. If you live in the St. Louis area or ever plan to visit, we'd love for you to join us at one of our services at 4324 Margareta at either our 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. service. Be blessed. We hope to worship with you soon.